Welcome back to the Forward Podcast. Wow, I almost said welcome back to the Stages Podcast. I'm getting a little confused. Anyhow, welcome back to the Forward. I'm your host, Lance Armstrong. My guest this week, Citizen Cope, my man Clarence. Uh, an amazing conversation uh, that at times was uh, touched on areas that were I could tell were clearly uncomfortable for him, but uh, but also maybe at the same time something he wanted to talk about. I think you'll enjoy it. Plus, he rips two songs that uh, if you're a Cope fan, you will absolutely love this. Uh, and if I sound a little depressed, it's because I am. It's a tough week. It's the week that we have to leave Colorado and go back to Austin, where it's 101 degrees for the next 10 days. Time for the kids to go back to school. By the way, I probably said this last summer, but the fact that kids go back to school August 20th or 21st is way too soon. It needs to be Memorial Day to Labor Day. That's what I think. So let's let's get that let's get back on track here, will we, folks? Um, and then in other news, I, I just talked about stages. We just spent four amazing days down in Denver, despite a little bit of crosswind uh, initially about the status of stages. Ended up being great. Thank you, uh, and a big thank you, actually, to the Infinite Monkey Theorem for letting us crash the Airstream studio right there in your front parking lot. Thanks to everybody that came out, uh, and thanks to all the people that downloaded and listened and watched on Facebook Live or YouTube. So much appreciated. It's a new event and uh, a new format, and, and, and I think you know for all us cycling fans, we're hopeful that, uh, that this is something that can stick around. So uh, thanks for tuning in there, and... Uh, I won't waste any more of your time. Any questions, comments, concerns, send me an email, theforwardpodcast at wedosport.com, W-E-D-U sport.com. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy, my friend, Citizen Cope. I really don't know how to, I mean, normally I, I say thanks for coming on, but I, I always refer to you as Cope. Yep, yep. But that's not your name. Your name is Clarence. Clarence Greenwood, yeah. But Cope is my nickname. That's, that, that's how you got it? It's short for uh, Copeland, which gotcha. is my middle name. Ah, yeah. Clarence Copeland Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. Well, Cope, thanks for coming on. All right, all yeah. right. So you had a, a wild little path. I mean, born in Memphis, Spent some time in Texas, down our way, yeah, and then up to D.C. Yep, I was um, born down in in Memphis and lived for a small time in the Mississippi Delta in, in Greenville, Mississippi, and then moved to D.C. when I was about five years old, and came always came in the summertime to West Texas to a small town called Vernon, where I stayed with my great aunt and great uncle hmm. primarily. And um, it was hot and bright, and uh, Tell me about it. <laughs> had a had a had a had a lot of fun. It was like the best meals I've ever had in my life. I was always searching for another somebody to cook like my aunt Odessa. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't think that's gonna happen. No, that's. I mean, we're sitting here in Aspen, Colorado. We're, it's not an accident that we're sitting here. It's too hot for me down there. <laughs> I, I got to get out. <laughs> Yeah, it was sometimes like it would be like 108 degrees. Yeah. And then I'd go to D.C. and I'd tell people that. And they'd say, well, 
is it humid? And I said, no, it's pretty dry. And I was like, oh, well, at least you don't have the humidity. So they, West Texas is dry. Yeah. 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 Where, where we're from, Austin, that, those parts, which, by the way, you, you mentioned to me the other day, you, you thought about moving to Austin, which would have been cool, uh, but it's wicked humid there. I mean, it, yeah, it's terrible. It is you actually around the I've, street. Yeah. I've lived, I lived there for about a year and a half in the early 90s. And um, yeah, Houston is like is like well, that way too. The, even swampier. Yeah, yeah. But, but um, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Swampy with all those uh, all those freeways. <laughs> yeah. How do they? How do they? Does the football team practice down there in the summertime? The the Texans. The yeah. Part, uh, they practice even in Austin. So the University of Texas football team, they have a, a, a bubble, like an indoor facility. You oh, couldn't, okay. You couldn't practice for hours outside. They don't Just, do. They don't do the old school two a days anymore. No, they don't. They, they <laughs> kill those kids. These kids are, you know, they're they're. Have you seen a Have you seen a college, a high end college football team's locker room now? I mean, it's it's yeah. it, it's like you know being at Augusta National or something. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, I was at the North Carolina uh, basketball one and, oh, and I met they him. have to you have to they, everybody has like their handprint like like you know with they put their hand up to get in there you know there's like oh t top top no uh, no top keys yeah <laughs> and so then you and what you just recently moved brooklyn to to santa monica yep i moved to yeah That's more closer shift. to venice it's a huge shift yeah. yeah i love new york um how long were you in brooklyn i was there for 15 years i mean that place from 15 years ago to the day you left I yeah. mean, would have been what a transformation that little town had yeah it was like when i went back uh, you know right before i left you know it, it started getting really dangerous because um there was all these strollers <laughs> baby strollers that would run over your feet that's a real problem <laughs> yeah and you moved out to la for because you're, you're are you married? Is it your wife or your girlfriend? Or she's an actress, right? Or? Yeah, she's a um a singer. Singer, Alice Smith. Wow, y'all are still together? Yes, when she when she's not mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> How are we doing right now today? Um, you know, it's it's day to day, but um, yeah, she's she's amazing singer. She's like, um, I think she's. People are going to hear a lot about her in the next couple of years. Oh, great. So. And you guys have a beautiful. We had dinner the other night. Your yeah. daughter's just beautiful. Yeah, my daughter's. She's rambunctious. She, she never. I. I. I we were going to go to summer camp that day. The the chicken camp with my daughter and. Yeah, she 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 ended up going. No, she ended up going to. Uh, it just hanging in the pool. She didn't get to go to that, but she, she kind of she went to this dance camp all summer, and so she was she was a little. She had to go there every day, and then. She didn't like it, and we were like, "Well, you know, there's certain things you got to do in life exactly. you're not gonna like." Yeah. And uh, every day it was like a struggle, and then the second to last day, she was like, "I think I like this Debbie Allen dance camp." And then <laughs> yeah. she's she, a little cutie. She enjoyed it, and then we saw the recital, and she did a little solo thing. It was funny, so it was watching your child like develop. In, in those ways is, is right. priceless. We got the same situation. I mean, yeah. seeing the, the, the stuff that they get into and the way they, and you're right. I mean, they, my kids, they like, 
I don't want like my son. I try to do anything to get him to start junior golf, and he's some days you want to go, some days he's like I, I, I don't want to go. <laughs> I just want a golfing buddy. I got to hang out with this <laughs> lunatic over here to play golf with. So when you, it's been, when did you do the Clarence Greenwood recording? That was that was in two thousand and four. The first record I did was Citizen Cope in two thousand two. I did Every Waking Moment in two thousand six. Yeah, and then I. Uh, put the last two records out um i think it's 2012 and 2010 maybe because yeah. when you come out with in 04 you come out with the clarence greenwood recordings vibe magazine says it's flawless throughout and if for the listener who hasn't listened to that record you got to listen to it but the my where i'm getting to is that the pressure what is the pressure like you you make something that i'm assuming you liked right everybody loved it um a review like that what's that like having to follow that up well it it was it was what was cool about it is i still felt like i had room to grow because right. i didn't feel like i was like a great i had my voice wasn't you know there was things about that record that i think that were still not like complete mm -hmm. um but but when I lit, you know, not the actual album, but just as, as me in my development as an artist. And there was, you know, things on my first record, Citizen Cope, that I thought were probably some of my best songs. But then I think, you know, Clarence Greenwood was probably one of my, you know, my best record. Mm -hmm. So, and then a after that, every waking moment to me was like, actually as an album i think was and 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 sonically was kind of better than clarence greenwood but clarence greenwood just touched a certain something happened with that record right. and i was able to spend a lot of time in the studio um and it was before i started touring so much so you had a lot of creative time and and time to really develop your craft yeah. and i came across <clears throat> your music through through our mutual friend matthew mcconaughey oh really yeah and and i'll never forget it's the national championship football game in 2006 university of texas longhorns vince young the whole crew versus usc and uh we were all out there at the rose bowl for the game and, and afterwards we went back to his house and we're grilling and the, <laughs> half the football team shows up and he had your shit turned up so loud and i mean it was on it oh, was and wow. i was like who the fuck is this guy yeah it was dude it was such a chato was there that was <laughs> that was an unbelievable night vince young's like uh, he's like mcconaughey's grilling he's like yeah i think i can get one of those steaks and the guy just won the national championship i was like dude you can have whatever you want <laughs> you can walk out of here with the sofa yeah. i don't think he gives a shit <laughs> but it was it was such a good night and so that was the, and i was like man this this guy who is this guy yeah i had one of those mcconaughey steaks one time it was uh he, he i was i was recording the rainwater lp in malibu and he came yeah and he and he cooked steaks for us one night and i was like wow this is cool yeah he and, loves that he yeah. loves you know he loves cooking he loves cooking for people having you know it feels like family to him i think yeah, he 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 had um yeah, it was it was amazing and I saw him a couple of times at South by Southwest. He came to a show. He's like, "I got it now. You're a romantic." <laughs> Is that what he said? Yeah. And I was like, "Okay, that's that might be true." Let's see what Alice thinks about that. 
She may not think well, you're a romantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's day to day. Is it? I want to. I want to talk about your dad because it, it's. And you can tell me if this story is true or not because I, as I came to love your music and and love seeing you live. Michael Goldberg, who owns The Belly Up, and I've talked a lot about The Belly Up on this podcast. I think it's one of the coolest places for a fan to see music. It's small. The sound is good. There's no bad seat. There's no pillars in the way. I mean, it's a great place. And I told Goldberg years ago, I said, you got to get Cope. Yeah, yeah. And, he's, and he told me, he said, I had him once. Yeah. And he's estranged from his dad, and his dad showed up. His dad lives here, and his dad showed up. And yeah. Cope told me, he said, I'll never come back. Yeah. And I was like, wow. <laughs> I don't know if that's a true story or not, but that's that's the story that I was given. Yeah, I mean there were there was some some situations with uh you know my not wanting to to play here over the years mm. because of uh you know it, it's kind of strange when, you know, cuz I was estranged from my father uh most of my life. Um and uh he was in Memphis. I mean, he, 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 he was, was in Texas, and then he kind of took off, and he and he moved up here. But for a long time, we didn't know where he was. Right. And um, he had a newspaper or like a yeah, like a newsletter. Yeah, and he did like kind of a, a zine or whatever it was. He, he he was he was actually a talented writer, my father, but never was able to um kind of get it together. Yeah. Um. And so he he was you know he had I guess four or five children or four and and didn't really have any connection with any of them. Really? So yeah. So it was um <laughs> you know it was it was something that I think that I mean it's gotta you know growing up I mean you know and having my own child like that must have been that must have killed him you know to to not have. A relationship with your children but it was i think pretty much his own you know it was his it was his thing his he choice did, yeah it was his choice and um so so when i started making records um it, it, he he kind of he would just kind of show up and i didn't think that that was really the right it's not, time to do that it's not, yeah that ain't the way it's supposed to work yeah it, it was like and i you know, showing up at a gig or, you know, and then you'd hear that, you know, out here, you know, you'd hear, oh, I, I know your father and stuff like that. And it was very, you know, it was, it was very difficult for me because you don't want to tell a complete stranger, you know, your life story. But, right. you know, like, well. No, it's an awkward. Uh, yes. Gonna, once you're done, I'm going to share with you my my story, too. So it's it's very awkward. Yeah. So you don't you don't get. In, in in any any kind of really you know true conversation out of out of just meeting somebody you haven't seen for 20 25 years right. but we had um and it must feel awkward <coughs> that i mean if you didn't ever make a hit record or, or or toured the world then there never would have been the reach out or the the visit or yeah the, I, I mean if it, you were Clarence Greenwood, the the plumber in D.C. Yeah, he's not showing up to your plumbing job. Yeah, and he didn't, you know, he never showed up for any of my sisters or or any of that, you know, or and I really felt for them too because you know with with a father daughter thing, you go through 
um, obviously a lot more, you know, you know, the father son thing is deep, you know, with fathers and daughters, like, I mean, you know, th th there's, that's really difficult yeah. for, 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 for women to grow out of that. And, yeah. and it's been difficult for my sisters yeah. and, um, and, and, you know, him not reaching out to them, you know, just to reach out to me because, or this, or, you know, he called the newspaper one time and, and, you know, in Memphis and, called the reporter and the reporter said, you know, oh, well, your father, I was talking to your father about, it. and I was like, you know, I ended the interview, you know, I just, I just, because wow. I didn't really discuss this stuff very much. It was, it wasn't something that I, I really felt like I wanted to go over and over yeah. again. Yeah. So, yeah, I get it, man. I mean, my mom was young when she had me, uh, I mean, really young, 17. Yeah. She listens to all these podcasts, so I have to be careful. I've already said a couple bad words. She gets so mad at me when I say bad words. Sorry, Mom. Um, but I, I never met, you know, I mean, I never met my father in terms of, I mean, obviously right. would have had some contact, but, you know, from the age of zero, never, 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 if he'd have walked in the room, I wouldn't have known. Wow. Um, that was him. Yeah. And, uh, so I, I get, I get it. And, uh, but, it, and also too, I get what it's like. I won my first tour in 99 and all of a sudden this guy's giving interviews. <laughs> He's somebody told me he came to Austin. Like he, he was in Austin looking around like, where's, where's, where's Lance's house. Yeah. And to, to the credit, to credit the people of Austin, everybody's like, I don't know. Yeah. And so it's, it, that's not the, to me, that's not the, the reason to go find your child. No. Just because. You saw them on TV or you read about them in the paper or they, they made a hit record or they won a bike race. Or, and so, yeah, I get it. It's like, no. no. Yeah, yeah. And I always, I always find that kind of stuff interesting because it's like, you know, it, it should be a movie or something about or a documentary about that kind of stuff because, like, it's, it's weird when a father deserts their children and then their children become something. Yeah. I mean, that must be the worst thing that can happen to them. Tough. I mean, you know, not to not to defend him, and he's since passed away. Ironically, this not ironically, but in a weird uh, circumstance. So he, and this was years ago. He got bit by a spider and got somehow got in fact died from the spider bite. Really? Um, was your dad's last name Greenwood? Yeah. Yeah. See, my I was I was born Lance Gunderson. Oh, really? Yeah. I was asked that recently. Is that his real name? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, I guess it. I don't know if it is or isn't. But so I'm born Lance Gunderson, and then my mom remarries, and I get adopted and become, you know, Lance Armstrong. But, okay. Um, yeah, that's I, I, a tough situation. And he and your dad's passed. Yeah, since. he passed away, and I I kind of was able to have a last kind of meeting with him, hmm. um, which was actually kind of so it wasn't a sudden passing. He was. No, sick. he was sick, and and I had to sit down with him. Um, I had a show, and I came came down, and you know it was the first time I think I'd seen him in twenty five years. So it was um, it was it was a situation where, you know, like I I would recommend anybody to kind of like in in this kind of situation to kind of you know at least meet meet with that person and clear clear a few things up yeah because i kind of i had a better man than me i would I yeah i had a lot of fear um 
surrounding my father. When I saw him, I just kind of realized that he he wasn't a scary person. He was just, you know, a flawed individual, mm. you know, and, and, and it wasn't, and it didn't, it did, you know, I, I saw him in a, a whole different light. So I didn't, you know, I, I couldn't, you know, I didn't want to go through life, you know, having this anger or hatred and and I don't even know what forgiveness is in 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 in, in that realm mm. when you're talking about that but I maybe maybe it's like a little bit of forgiving yourself sure. and giving love to yourself by doing something he like that He knew he was dying? Yeah, he knew he was passing away. So, so you he, knew that. I mean, you both knew this was going to be the last time. Yeah, I had out of feeling. I mean, he wasn't like on his deathbed or anything, but um he was passing away and so we talked and I had some questions about, you know, my aunt and, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, she, had, she couldn't have children. And, um, so she kind of looked at me and my sister as like grand grandchildren. We looked at her as like, you know, a saint and, you know, it was his aunt too. And he was raised by his aunt. So he, he had his own issues growing up, um, with his own father. So it's like, it's like trying to break that that pattern, you know, and, and figure something out. But yeah, and it's unfortunate is that all that is your your situation, my situation, it, 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 and you've touched on this just a second ago. I mean, I think it as a parent now, like you, like I look at people like, oh, what was that like not having you know yeah. in that situation? I'm like, well, now I know exactly, not exactly, but I think I have a pretty good idea of how to be a parent, right, and how to you know to be there for your kid not that i'm winning any parent of the year awards yeah, but yeah. um it, it's completely changed my perspective on what it means to be a parent whether it's a boy or a girl yeah yeah because i have three daughters and, and two sons but it's been a good little uh, reverse lesson yeah i mean it it's kind of it's scary because you don't you haven't been taught yeah. really that those those things and then maybe you and me should start like a parenting school <laughs> you think anybody would sign up i think i think yeah you do the arts you do the arts and i'll do the 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 you know the sports yeah you know we'll tell these people how to be good parents exactly i mean clarence and lance <laughs> i think that would be great you're not, you're not buying that i think it, i mean Parents now spend money on anything for their children, so I think that uh, no shit, man. It's like <laughs> we're ATMs. Just it's 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 crazy how we used to kind of live independently as children, and now it's like you can't. You know, you have to drive your kid here. And no, we're stay uh, there. We're Uber drivers for our yeah, children. Yeah, and <laughs> that's what we do. And stay there, and then you know they can't they can't just run out of the house and play. Um, it's just not that type of scenario. No, well, the, the streets are different now. So um, when we were kids, we went out and ripped around and, and got dirty and crashed our bikes. and Nobody stressed about it. Now, I would never let my kids do that. No. I mean, they, 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 there's not that culture no. anymore. There's not, yeah. there's not kids on the street. Yeah. Will you play me a song? Play all of us a song? Sure. All the people listening? Sure. What do you, what do you, what do you got? What do you want to do? Well, I'm sure that... There's a certain song that maybe y'all want to hear <laughs> called Sideways.
You know it ain't easy For these thoughts it leave me There are no words to describe it In France or in English Cause diamonds they fade Flowers they bloom I'm telling you That these feelings won't go away They've been knocking me sideways They've been knocking me out late Whenever you come around me These feelings won't go away They've been knocking me sideways I keep thinking in a moment that Time will take them away But these feelings won't go away These feelings won't go away You know it ain't easy For these thoughts to leave me There are no words to describe it In France or in English Cause diamonds they fade Flowers they bloom And I'm telling you these feelings won't go away They've been knocking me sideways They've been knocking me out late Whenever you come around me These feelings won't go away They've been knocking me sideways I keep thinking in a moment that Time will take them away But these feelings won't go away These feelings won't go away Cause diamonds stay fake Flowers they bloom And I'm telling you And I'm telling you The diamonds they fade Flowers they bloom And I'm telling you And I'm telling you me sideways They've been knocking me out late Whenever you come around me These feelings won't go away They've been knocking me sideways 
keep thinking in a moment that time will take them away but these feelings won't go away these feelings won't go away So for the listener who doesn't know your music, the Washington Post once said that you're the city's most soulful export since Marvin Gaye. So that was a very nice quote. But that's that's a pretty <laughs> strong quote. But for the people who don't know your music, now you get it. Yeah, that was a um was a great article that they, they read and it was I usually don't get good press, but that was <laughs> I don't, I don't need anything you, you after that. You and me that. both, brother. We got a lot in common. We'll put that in the parenting school. Exactly. You still doing stuff with Turnaround Arts? Still doing things with Turnaround Arts. That was cool. I read up on all that stuff that, you know, raising money, getting getting instruments and stuff for kids and yep. schools. They were, you know, it was a Michelle Obama initiative and, and it turned into something else um, where it kind of, take on a school and you know the program is growing and mm. and you know they're doing things at the white house and talent shows and a lot you know the school i work with in in um minnesota is 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 you know native american school and it's like near the <laughs> near the minnesota and canadian border and um it's it's uh so it's 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 interesting. It's like uh, it's Red Lake Middle School, and um, and so they, you know, there's a lot of. I, I think it's really helped, you know, you know, bringing you know acting and artists, you know, kind of programs up there and music and, but in general, it's just, you know, it's interesting for me just to learn, you know, what. A lot of these kids are going through, yeah. and I think arts are so important because they're not in part of the schools imagine anymore. Imagine living there. Yeah, I mean, I could could not imagine <laughs> it. Uh, no thanks. <laughs> Cold in the winter, and the bugs are as big as birds in the summer. Yeah, and you know, there's not a lot around there, so it's. I guess people have their families and people that they love, and that, that's where why people always live where they live. But um, just as far as like you can see why like some of these native american reservations are so secluded cuz yeah. no nobody wants to see see what's going on there yeah, yeah. speaking of uh, michelle obama you got to play at the white house was it last year um it, i got or have you gone a couple times i went there a couple times i didn't actually get to play but i was there for for the turnaround arts thing and I actually brought my daughter, and she got to meet Michelle, which was really. There's a picture with them together, so it was like, whatever I do wrong, I can say at least I introduced you to Michelle Obama when yeah, you. Yeah, but you grow up there, and you're like, <laughs> you grew up in that town, and then and then just boom. Yeah, I mean, to be able to go to the White House and in that in that capacity was was actually pretty interesting. Um, it was also like, was it a dump? Because Donald Trump just said the other day that the White House is a complete dump. I will take that place. I will take it. You know, I can get used to those kind of houses and, you know, security and all that kind of stuff. 
I obviously, just don't want that job. Obviously, yeah. I mean, I like the the perks of being a politician, like the free health care and all that kind of stuff. But I think you have to definitely have some bodies planted somewhere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now that that that, I've only been there a couple times. It's pretty pretty magical to go to the White House. Yeah, I mean, one time I went there, and actually Bill Clinton was just in town, and and uh, I love magnolia trees, and so we were out in the Rose Garden. And Clinton, you know, they, one of these things, like, you have seven minutes. You, you're going to be with the president for seven minutes. Right. I was like, okay. I mean, it's three minutes. I don't care, whatever. <laughs> 420 just, seconds. Yeah. So, and I, we were walking through Rose Garden, and I said, I said, and they had this uh, magnolia tree. It was huge. I said, oh, my God, look at that magnolia tree. And he stopped. And this is just what the way Clinton does it. I mean, he, he stopped, and he gave the entire history of the Rose Garden, every plant, the magnolia, the whole thing. But that We went through seven minutes. It was like 27 minutes. Right, right. Like he's just, but just to be there and to be around that, that power, but also, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's supposedly very interesting. Alice actually met him before, and um, he, she, she sang at some event for, for him, uh, and in in Los Angeles, and she said he was really interesting. No, he's got a ton of charisma. I went, well, I went another time with Bush, and he uh, there was a hot tub out by, right behind the Oval Office. Yeah, and he's like walking around, and Bush says, "Clinton put that in." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> hilarious. It was hilarious. Here's another. This, I love this quote. Uh, this was from some some article that somebody sent to me. It says going to a Citizen Cope concert has been described as a cross between going to see the Pope and hanging out with friends. It's a relaxed reverence. You ever heard that quote? Uh, I'll take it. That's that's, that's strong. <laughs> what about Eric Clapton? What was it like playing with him? Oh man, that was that was amazing because anytime you play with somebody that's been around so long and is 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 done so many things you i mean you you can't help but learn from just how they how they handle themselves yeah. and it's like you know some of these guys that have, have, have been doing this so long i mean it's like you got to pay you play with santana yeah and you got to pay reverence to them because they've 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 like really you know they beat all the odds all the all the all their peers like ended up it ended badly for a lot of Right. musicians and you know they died early or they became broke or they became you know into the you know heavy into the drugs and couldn't get out of that mm -hmm. so it's like the 27 club yeah and and you know so so it's it doesn't you know it's not really the best career path if you want to you know you know sit around with your grandchildren one day yeah um but uh it's it's so so it's like seeing somebody who's been gone through it all and you know he's, he was very kind to me and and you know liked my music and put me on his festivals a couple times i'd be and, nervous yeah you had to be nervous i was a little nervous yeah yeah, yeah. guy like lives in columbus ohio now yeah how about that yeah you know, like at the, the the grocery store in columbus oh what's up eric yeah I think his wife was. His wife is from there. From there, yeah. She's actually really nice. They, they have children, and they, you know, they look at him, and they, you know, he's doing the show, and I don't think they, it's his dad. You yeah. know, there's my old man up there. Yeah, jamming out. 
And you got a new record coming. Start I got a new uh, record next year, right? Early next year. It's gonna come out early next year. Um, it's tentatively entitled "Heroin and Hel- Helicopters." Interesting. And um, I don't know anything about either of those. Well, I was um, on the Santana thing when I first met Carlos. He told me to stay away from the two H's. And I said, what, what's that? He said, heroin and helicopters. Wow. He says that, that they end, it ends badly for rock music or musicians. Yeah, Stevie Ray Vaughan. So, yeah, him and, and uh, so I said, I said, I took his advice. So I, I um, never got on a helicopter and I never did heroin. So it, <laughs> it was, um, it was something that, you know, and I think with today's like kind of addictive society that we live in, yeah. you know, whether it's just whether it's that drug or whether you're addicted to um, any anything, you know, we kind of live in an addicted society with cell phones and. Well, it's definitely getting a lot of media exposure. I mean, yeah, you know, the the amount of ink that's dedicated, and I'm not discounting it or minimizing it, but but the press is on it. You know the the opiates and yeah things like that, and I had a kid on uh, a few weeks ago, young singer Johnny Craig, who's sweet, really sweet kid. Now sober, at least when we did the podcast, he was sober, but he's you know been technically dead three times, massive heroin addict, um, and, and he was. It started as you know uh, Percocets and and oxys and stuff like that, and it just got so expensive one of these dudes he's running around with says, you should just do heroin. Yeah. I mean, what kind of a statement is that? Yeah. Like, quit quit buying the pills. Just right. Do. I yeah. was like, holy shit, like that is, I can't even get my mind around that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what people are doing now because the heroin is cheaper and and I think that the, you know, people, I mean, that's, that's where a lot of it's coming from yeah. right now. It's like there's a huge problem with these prescription drugs and then, you know, essentially, they're opiates, so they're, yep. they're they're. It's all in the same family. Yeah, yeah. But you don't shy away from a little doobage every now and again. No, no. I mean, I, 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 uh, I was smoking marijuana for a long time. I recently stopped because I found out I was allergic to it, and I was. Um, that was like a bad day for you. Yeah, I didn't want to believe I was allergic right. to weed because it was like my favorite thing in the world. So. It, but I've been sneezing. I've had having these sneezing attacks for years, and I thought it was something else. I didn't know what I was allergic to. What about an edible? You know what? I went into, you know, once I stopped smoking, I even went into a grow room recently, and I started kind of like itching a little bit. So I don't, I don't. Oh, it's the maybe, GFC, maybe. Yeah, I have no idea what it is. Maybe it's the new, the new brands. Yeah. The indoor it's stuff. Big business. Yeah. And in, in the the new record, heroin and helicopters, Wait, maybe we can hear something off that. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? We'll wrap it up with that. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want to, maybe you, would you play it live? Do you play the new stuff live? Tease uh, it a little bit? Well, I could give you a copy of something off of it, and you could play it for the people. Okay. Or I could play something from it. You, it's totally up to you, but but I'm begging for one more song, so right. you can play what. But you can play whatever you want to play. Say, Mister Darling, I must 
My little sister shooting hair on a mama Amputees and free time, Sarah Leonis Church wasn't honest The state put the youth in a harness Creating hostility among us The teacher said no college Still kid, gotta get a check with a couple commas Who wanna bomb us? More people gotta scatter and run from us You can blame it on Zeus or Apollo or Adonis But what you done here Is put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before Pulling yourself away What you done here Is put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before Pulling yourself away Yeah, yeah Between a bullet and a target Between a bullet and a target Been knowing her for years I've been seeing her for years She got the dark, dark baby head With a voice I just, just don't care she got a skirt with a halter top She got a daddy never gave a f She drank a beer with a proper shot She got knocked up in a pickup truck But she got engaged when she was 19 To this dude who was acting insane Hit a 45 that he always claimed Said one day, one day, one too many days Now he ducked and she ran away Never to be heard from, never to be seen I check the cover of a magazine And now I'm wondering how, just wondering What you done here Just put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before Pulling yourself away What you done here Put yourself between a bullet and a target And it won't be long before Pulling yourself away Yeah, 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 yeah Between a bullet and a target 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 between a bullet and a bullet and a A bullet and a bullet and a Target <laughs> What's up, Joey? How great was that? This is our sheriff. Oh, yeah? We're, we're safe. Well, that's right. We've been, when you were oh, coming down the steps. steps. All right, yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, that was great. <laughs> Um, hey, I just one more question before we go. In you, you have this following, like few have, where the, these fanatical fans that, that literally know every word to every song, and if right. you stop singing, they're just singing. Yeah, is that a distraction, or is that you just feed off that? Um, I mean, I I like it. <laughs> right. I mean, I would. Yeah. Uh, I don't. You know, it got crazy when I would do acoustic shows, or you know when. Wow, and it was like I couldn't really sing the songs, but you know it's it's not as intense as it used to be. But people, um, you know, it it feels good to hear hear the songs coming back at you. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Cope, man, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having yeah, me. It's good, good hanging here. I appreciate town. it. We'll catch you down the road. Absolutely. Enjoy Denver and Vail and everywhere else you got to go. <laughs> okay. You, you got to go pay that big mortgage you got. In Santa yeah, Monica I now. know. I, I definitely love to pay the bank. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thank you. Be safe. Thanks for tuning in to the Forward Podcast. Like, uh, like I said at the top of the show, if you have anything you want to say, if you have a suggestion, please, God knows I need suggestions, um, or questions, or concerns, or criticisms, or whatever, let me know. Send me an email. Send it to theforwardpodcast at wedosport.com. I know it's long. I know it's a little confusing. The forward podcast at we do w-e-d-u sport singular dot com the forward podcast at we do sport dot com 